there is like a psychological um i don't want to call it a disease but there's a psychological term for buying books that you never read and oh, a lot I have of so us, many a lot of us uh, I, suffer from it including me i definitely bought books before that make me look like a better person than i am yep um so that when people look at my bookshelf they'll be like oh you read this uh book about um you know uh race racism post uh 50s and i'm like yeah it was a it was really dark and uh <laughs> You're like what are you talking about head, and like i'm like it's, i have like one you fish know, two fish yeah. red fish blue fish what are you intuiting yeah, from that about race it's called well, hop I guess on red pop. Fish. <laughs> it's not about sexual assault it's just called hop on pop um <laughs> i loved hop on pop as a kid yeah, and I like it today, if you know what I mean. Uh, talking about having sex with your dad. I get it. Yeah, no, I'm talking I get about... it. I know what you're talking about. Like you I'll I'll say to I'll say to women, to hey, do you want to read Hop on Pop with, with me in my apartment? And, and they don't know. Would, they don't know what you asking. mean. Would you like to have a threesome with my dad? I know, I know. I, I'm picking yeah. up what you're putting down. I'm picking up what you're putting That's down. That's what I mean. Sly Fox. Look at you um, getting all kinky with your dad and sucking on his dick and drinking his cum. Hopping on pop. It. I this get it. This is really upsetting. Um, this is so fucking good. And it rhymes and it's sexy. Yeah, I hear you, dude. So when I went to Vegas, I like Marie Kondo to my iPad as a last minute um, uh, cut. Yeah, and then I realized as I got to the airport, I was like, "Oh fuck, my book was on that iPad, iPad, uh, and now, now I'm stuck on a flight, and I didn't download any podcasts to listen to because that was my plan to just read the book." Yeah, yeah. So you had uh, so that. That was a tough five hour flight. What'd you do? Call your dad? No, <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out where, where how this connects. I I slept. <laughs> Oh, that works too, man. Yeah. I wish I could do that. I cannot sleep on. I planes. can't. I mean, I, I say I slept, but I, I what I mean is I tried to sleep because I can't sleep on the plane. But any any sort of bump or uh, shift in uh, altitude, I'll wake up immediately. I just like I, I am. I'm just unable to sleep when there's like action happening. Like I yeah. gotta be in a shutdown box, dark, nothing. I earplug. I got a sleep mask. On a plane, it's just like, and it's not like I'm thinking about it, but just yeah. like the aura of the fact that I'm hurtling through the sky at like 600 miles an hour, uh, it just subconsciously excites me in a way that will not allow me to sleep. I cannot do it. Um, I was lucky enough to come home on one of the big air buses nice. that fly like 30,000 feet. And so like there was a point on my, on my way back where I was like, shit that's space <laughs> like Wait, like we were like 30, we were way 30, above the cloud feet is thirty thousand feet is where most planes are well whatever goes higher however high like they go any plane every plane i've been on has gone way above the clouds but my point is is that i was like looking up and like you know when like the blue goes to like really really dark blue yeah I'm like, fuck, man, that is space right there. Yeah. Like, that is insane. You're a regular, uh, you're a regular, uh, uh, ludicrous or Tyrese. Yeah. Uh, or Tyrese, yeah. Or Tyrese. And I look I, just like them. I can't figure out uh, why am I forgetting their names? Tej and Roman. Ah, oh, 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 I was about to lose okay, my so grid there. Commercial airlines fly between 32 and 38,000 feet. Yeah. 
with the sweet spot being approximately 35,000 feet. So that's that's when the sky comes. Yeah. Oh, if you yeah. can get to exactly 35,000 feet. That's where you can hop on pop, if you know what I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> this is uh, hop on pop on top of the this world. This episode's already off the rails. <laughs> hop, hop, wait, hop on pop on top of the pops. <laughs> hop on pop, pop on the tops. Pop on top of And you have to, you, this is all happening uh, during an episode of Chopped. Yes. Hop on yeah. pop on the top of the tops uh, with Chopped. Yeah. Sponsored by Chopped. <laughs> yeah. Followed by an episode of Cops. Yeah. All right. And speaking of ops, we're hot props. Welcome to Hot Property. Uh, my name is Dan Scully. My name is Stephen Richards. And that's BB. And she's here to let you know that you can follow us at Hot Property Pod on all of the stuff. And uh, yeah, you know, like, subscribe, uh, and hop on pop. Leave a review. Leave a review. Is That's what BB said. Leave a review. That's yeah. why she's freaking out, and every hair on her back stood up. Not because a dog was being walked by my window. No, no it was because no. she really wanted people to rate and like and leave a review. That's how we do it. Thanks, BB. That's why we yeah. love you. That's why you're always yeah. allowed to hop on your pop. Okay, don't sexualize my dog. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what you're thinking. I was just talking about her sitting on your lap. She does like to put like like I'm sitting on the couch. She'll come up next to me and like very coyly look at me. And I'm like, hi, how are you? Can I help you with something? And I just like move closer and then put both of her front paws on my leg. Uh-huh. And it's like sit and like stand there like she's just conquered Pride Rock. Like she is like she's a lioness. And I'm like, all right. My cat does if that. This, if this is like your power move, that's fine. But you know where your food comes from. <laughs> my cat does this thing where I will like be laying on the couch, like reading a book or watching TV. And she'll just get, she'll like hop up, not hop up, but put her paws up she'll on the couch. Hop. She'll hop and pop. Then we fuck. And um, but she'll I'll I'll be sitting there watching TV and I don't even see her. And then I'll just feel a paw start to touch my mouth. And it's just <laughs> and she's just like hit, and then I'm like, what the fuck is it? And then she like runs over to where her food is kept. And it's like, no, that's not how this works. Oh man. It's you funny. Get, it's you get fed when it's feeding time, but like she just always wants to do that. But I actually looked it up and the breed of cat that she is, Russian blues, apparently they are very, very communicative about food. And like she when I when I brush my teeth at night, typically after that is when I feed her. So she will talk as I'm brushing my teeth and just sit there and make noises to remind me. It's adorable. Is she talking about how she's invading the Ukrainian cat next door? No, mostly it's just meow. But um I can't oh, okay. translate. Yeah. yeah, I tried to set up my my Google Home for that. It just doesn't know. It's really funny to watch animals like communicate yeah. with us. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're so smart. And then I realized, well, that's how they fucking survived this long. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> you fascinating. Know, human human privilege is a real thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, that's... assuming that every other animal is dumber than you, which occasionally is not true. It's it's for the most if you take like all the genies and species. Yeah, obviously we're the dominant species for sure. But things like dolphins, octopi, dogs, cats. Mm-hmm. These are all monkeys. These are all like animals that have a level of intelligence that allows them to communicate in some manner. Mm-hmm. And that's always impressive to me. There's a, the difference. The one thing that gives us humans the edge over all other animals is quite simply that we our level of communication is advanced enough in such a way that we can do large-scale cooperation. 
That's the only yeah. difference because animals are. Well, that's not the only be, difference. I mean, I mean, there's plenty of differences, but like that's the thing that gives us that's the thing that gives us the edge because like my cat Doris, she is very communicative. She knows how to uh, express what she wants and all that. Unfortunately, she could probably only express that to maybe two other cats collectively, and even that's kind of like dishy. Yeah. Whereas like humans, you know, by the time you're by the time you're ten years old you've got a network of a hundred people with whom you communicate with. And that's what gives us the ability to be dominant, despite the fact that if you put a single one of us in a room with a bear, we're going to lose every, every goddamn time. And the interesting thing too, about being human, man, this podcast really took a deep, deep turn. Let's let's not drown in these existential waters. No, Um, this is where we, this is where we thrive. Motherfucker. Cats the can't other, do this. Cats don't the, have a podcast. They don't have a podcast. Podcat. They were podcat. They have dominated yeah. the internet, but they have podcats. no clue what, what a computer even is. <laughs> yeah. Swatcats. Let's change it. Let's change our name to podcats. Podcats. Yeah. That's that's. Let's just call our fans that. We'll be like, hey, podcats. Hey, podcats. Yeah, everyone's got like a following. You know what though? I gotta say. Yeah. I don't like podcasts because it reminds me of like the Tiger King lady. Yeah, she was like, "Hey there, kitty. Hey, hey, you cool cats and kittens." So let's call hot property fans hot toddies. All right, yeah, I'm in because I love a hot toddy. And everyone loves a hot toddy. Shit is nice. Uh, anyway, so the thing, the interesting thing to me about being human is kind of the most depressing thing about being human, and that's the fact that we know that we're alive and we know that we're going to die. Oh yeah, that's terrifying yeah. stuff. It's really like I, I if I could, if I could pick one human trait to like maybe uh I would, it'd be a longer list but like one that i would like get rid of it'd probably be that yeah I, although that's like a toss-up because like on the one hand i have had this thought when i look at my cat and i go on the upper end of things you're probably going to live 15 years yeah but if my life was as purely relaxing as as doris's is 15 years is probably enough because yeah. in if I'm lucky and I make it to 80 or whatever it is that I'm fated to get to, collectively, I probably don't have 15 years worth of pure relaxation, no matter how long I live. Oh, yeah, I know. At the same time, knowing that life is finite gives so many things meaning. And like, whereas Doris lives in the moment because she doesn't know any better and there's a purity to that. When I live in the moment, I feel like it's a much more thorough living in the moment because i understand the fleetingness of it yeah you know what i mean and so like there's like there's like a trade-off there and i honestly don't know which side of that trade i'd want to be on and also like not knowing death means you probably don't know your limitations and you're probably more inclined to do stupid shit like parkour off of the empire state building or something yeah yeah um Man, parkouring off the Empire State Building. I well, you like- ever see those videos on Instagram and Facebook oh, yeah. where you got these like daredevils fucking jumping from corner to corner on a very tall building? And I'm like, that never in my life I will. Do- I even I get I get like, yeah, I get anxious watching scared it. for my life watching other people yeah. do stuff like that I, fall into my that was recorded room. years ago. You know, or like you know, it's not happening live. It's happened. It's already happened. It's so like I know they're gonna be okay. They wouldn't put a, a fucking yeah. They wouldn't video put it on someone. Instagram. Oh, look at this guy! He died doing Although, parkour. 
I do follow a fair amount of accounts that are like those short-lived ones where they're just like, check out this video. And it's like something actually horrifying that goes yeah. against Instagram standards. Anytime I stumble across one of those, I always follow it. And then I drink all the, the horrible stuff in before the account disappears because I'm sick like that. Does and that make it better, easier or harder to, that to uh, come to terms with death? I mean, I think I've made... I mean, I, I, I don't think I'll ever have made peace with with the idea that I'm going to die because that's something that's always going to be, you know, sitting in my belly. But I think being reminded of how distinctly fragile existence can be in the right circumstances yeah. is healthy. At the same time, for my own reasons that I won't get into, I am 100% confident that there is more to existence than just this life. Let's talk about that in detail. I'm extremely confident in that. <laughs> and, um, well, I'm not like religious or anything, but I just think about like, when I think about the, the, well, just like when I think about, the about vastness. Things, well, when I think about things like, like art, like a drive to create, but then when you think about things like, like, okay, so think about it this way, like, when we have sex, it is our animal is designed as it's it's to copulate, it's to make more. To hop on pop. But to hop on pop. But there is a vast, vast network of fetishes and weird things that are distinctly asexual that is tied to our sexuality that goes beyond copulation. And to me, that speaks to some sort of magic beyond our existence. Um, when it comes to things like, like, why is it that I enjoy a certain food and someone else hates that food? We got the same chemicals going, we got the same everything, but that idea of taste and that idea of preference I think speaks to something grander than just a bunch of chemicals mixing around in our brain. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like there's all these, I think with, I think between us, that like, food is olives. Yes. I love olives. I hate but them. Here's the other thing. I hate. And that's olives. why this podcast works so well is because <laughs> I don't like olives and you do. I'm a little bit olive. He's and a little I fucking bit hate them. Not <laughs> olives. No, but I feel like when it comes to like, you know, why does somebody have to sing? Why? Granted, you could say, oh, yeah, somebody's trying to get into singing because they know it makes them attractive. And then that ties down to us copulating and reproducing. But like people like I got to be funny. It's what I do. It's something that comes naturally to me. And it's something that I can't help but do. Why is that? And I feel like it's a skill that I was partially born with. And yeah. that, that has to come from some other web. So even if our explicit consciousness does not exist beyond our life in terms of like, I die, but I still go, oh, I'm Dan and I'm flying around and what, whatever. But I do think that our energy continues in some type of way. Um, maybe it's a different sentience, maybe. So I, I don't know, I'm just, when I look at art and I look at the way people interact with one another, uh, in both a personality and sensual level, that to me is proof positive that death is not the end. And, I, and I'm very confident in that. So I don't fear death in terms of it being the end. I do fear death in terms of it, me moving on to whatever's next without having completed the things that I should do while in the vessel of Dan Scully. Yeah. 
I I kind of agree. I I mean, I guess you could say I I don't. I can I can I go back and forth with this cuz I like scientifically I I I know that once the coil that we the mortal coil that we inhabit now is going to shut down mm-hmm. and decompose because that's biology. You know. Yeah. There's no scientific evidence to uh, to say BB is so mad that with this stance that she just ran in the other room. Uh, there's no scientific evidence to say that like our brains do live on, and so I just hope that I'm wrong. Yeah, you know, and I because I, I don't want it to end either. Well, I think the the key is not to get hung up on what happens next because we can never know. And it might be nothing, but I think it's important to live as if there is nothing. You know what would be really cool is like you died and whoa. Not I mean, yeah, it'd be cool if you died. That's been hot property, guys. It's gotta be good, it's gotta be alive. What? See you next what week. F- <laughs> it's got to be good and it's got to be alive. Dead. Um <laughs> like if you died and then like you, you were a ghost, like just wandering the plane, not and like nobody could see you. Mm. Uh, and like, may I don't know if you had the power of flight. I'm sure you have some kind of otherworldly power. But like, when you like die, I am confident that the afterlife involves flight. Well, okay, I hope so. <laughs> well, but like, when you die and like you you're like inundated into the afterlife, and you meet all the people that have gone before you, who have maybe like hanging around, you know, checking up on you, see what you're doing, make sure you're doing right thing, and then they like see you like furiously masturbating to like hentai hentai <laughs> and so then then like they're like oh cool like i'm here oh no one can see us we can just do as we please we can phase and in through walls we can fly that's pretty sick so wait everybody everybody can do this yeah so like everybody i know can see what i'm doing when i'm when i think i'm alone and they're like yeah, like, oh, yeah. i know what you, i know you were masturbating the hentai you were you were hopping on pop yeah you were hopping on pop with with an animated chick uh but you know what now you're dead (laughs) join us and now you get to watch the people that are still alive do weird shit my other my other uh uh what's the word uh i'm not gonna call it proof because there's no such thing as proof but my other piece of evidence towards the fact that there's more than we can understand is just fucking space man that shit is huge yeah, and it's crazy it's so big. and it's a giant explosion that happened forever ago and we are riding on the crest of that explosion as it expands further and further it's bigger than any of us can comprehend it's it, it's so fucking big that to think that that our concept of what life is is the be all end all is just a piece of cosmic ego that is that is just so ridiculously egotistical to think that we understand it because it's fucking huge it's huge like explain to me dark matter you can't because we can't even wrap our brains around what it could potentially maybe be if it even exists but we know that that matter dude ah ah, there's got to be some be cool if like when you die like whatever let's let's for the sake of this argument just say that the soul as you have it is some sort of cosmic thing yeah maybe the fact that we don't know what the afterlife is and the fact that nobody's reported back to us about it is because like you just shoot off into space and whatever planet you hit next 
like there you are i mean that'd be kind of fucking cool yeah that'd be pretty sick can you imagine that you're dying you're just like uh, tell maple i loved her eh. and then the second you're eh, it's just ah! yeah <laughs> Why in the Wee! um that would be like uh, like vision. michael jordan in space jam when he first yeah. enters the animated world yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be fucking cool but yeah the I other think thing that'd be cool is like if if we are what i've had this thought before even when i was a kid i was like what if there is because obviously we're not alone in the universe that's ridiculous to yeah. think about that's the, um, again that cosmic what if, ego that is just i can't even fathom that we're alone what if like earth is a test site terrarium for a higher powered species i okay i totally believe that i have a thought on this i think that reincarnation might be a thing that happens first on an earth level and then at a cosmic level because uh, think, like yeah think about it like this sounds like a multi-level marketing scheme actually well, there, i'm out so, <laughs> understandable <laughs> just kill yourself opt just out. grab my loaded gun and see i'll tell you <laughs> yeah the, the opt-out fee is you got to put a gun in your yeah. mouth but um no, but like, think about it. Like, okay, so what do what do like single celled organisms learn? They don't live that long, and they pretty much just learn the concepts of existing. Yeah. Okay. Then let's say you you go through that, and then boom, now you got ants. What do ants learn how to do? Well, ants actually start with like the fundamentals of building a society. You know, like there's yeah. When you look at at new york city that's just a fucking crazy advanced version of like an anthill you know and so i wonder if maybe yeah. what's happening is our souls cycle through different types of being and different types of existence until our soul has learned different skills who knows whether we come back on earth again after humanity or if we have to experience different types of humanity you got to be a man you got to be a woman you got to be a powerful person you got to be a weak person you got to do different races like you know all that shit and then you go on to the next level out in space i think that's a pretty interesting thing and it would certainly explain a lot of weird shit that I can't explain as to what it is to be a human, you know, like, like, so like what we were saying before about animals, it's like, okay, ants, they learn about society a little bit. They learn about working as a group, blah, blah, blah. What if the human level is where we learn about verbal communication? That's the skill that you get as a human. And thus we learn about empathy. And thus we learn about all these other things that are intangible, but, are learned through the experience of existing as a human that you might not have gotten back when you were a fucking fish, you know? And so I feel like that even ties into the idea of evolution. Um, you know, historically evolution was, was the, you know, it's two simultaneous things. Our souls are evolving and the vessels through which we evolve are also evolving to meet up with the demand of new existences and souls. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. You ever, you ever and, try and weed? Think- yeah you ever try thinking about existence on weed um this is all like back in the day when i did an acid trip yeah that's definitely where a lot of this came from but i think it's it makes enough sense to me that i'm willing to just be like yeah that's probably what it is and then enjoy myself go see well my my idea that i just had was like if we're a terrarium for a higher level species then like that would easily explain the existence of religion Whereas like when the first people were here, when things started to go down, uh, like a being would come down and be like, all right, here's what's going on. 
if you live a good life, you're going to heaven, whatever they call yeah, it. Yeah. If you don't, you're going straight to hell. And so like if like this is all just a testing ground for whatever society is above our pay grade. Yeah. And okay. uh, if you don't make it, you're then you're done. If you do, or maybe you get a second chance. I don't know. I'm not there yet. Have you ever seen The Day the Earth Stood Still? Yeah. That's like essentially the thing there. And then the I paused people. it and I was like, this is the day that the day that the earth stood still, stood still. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. But yeah, like the, the idea uh, yeah, that, I'm really good at that higher society with that joke. I love the idea that that aliens pop in and they're like, listen, we're watching. And you now that you have nuclear power, you might be ready to ascend depending on what you do with it. And, you know, like, and so he, that's a kill pretty, people. Well, yeah, that's why in the day the earth stood still. I think if I remember correctly, we ultimately failed that test. Yeah. And it's it was, you know, I forget. Wasn't Arrival it. like that a little bit, too? A little bit. But I think Arrival, once again, Arrival speaks to sort of what I was saying before, because if you remember the end of Arrival, what was a what was a Jeremy Renner's lesson that he took from it? Do you remember what she asked him? Because no. uh, Amy Adams. Oh, yeah. Character, like, he asked her like if she asked him like if it would still be worth it if you knew the ending. Well, because she she's she gets the gift of being able to exist out of time and see beyond linear yeah. time. And I think she says, if you got to do it all differently, what would you change? And he said, I think I would tell people how I feel more often. And that always stuck with me because I think that's a lot of of problems with humanity is that almost refusal to communicate just because it's uncomfortable yeah and so the idea of if i could do it all again i think i would express how i feel more often that's such a profound thought but if my theory of what we're learning with our souls in human vessels i think that is almost if i were to guess i think that is what we're supposed to be learning mm. is to to maximize this gift that we've been given of communication and use that to create more empathy because you know anytime two people fight it's typically because one person misunderstands the other both parties misunderstand one another and then due to ego concerns or social concerns or whatever people withhold information or skew information or do little white lies and all that and like if we had full now this is impossible this is an impossible task because it's a human flaw but if we had full transparency of what we were saying and thinking at all times there'd be some rockiness in terms of bitter truths but i think we would ascend faster into being a better society i don't think that's in the cards but yeah. i think that that is the test of existing as a human and it's you know a test a good, that, like, that personally i fail all the time and i well, think you know what a good do. low level a low level example of this is is something i started doing in the last year or two where it's like if i'm going somewhere to hang out with people and i know i have to leave early Mm. like i lead with that i'm always like hey you know, i know we're hanging out today but i just gotta and so you know, i gotta head out of four yeah and then normally everyone's okay with that but if i if like i show up at two and then leave at four abruptly mm. i find that people get upset that like, well, we're like well we're supposed to hang out i'm like yeah mm. you know i just gotta do this thing so like just having like full transparency about you what you've done and yeah. i know that's the hardest part what you plan to do with everybody in your circle is best policy, in my opinion. 
and well, and think about like, okay, in a relationship, when one person goes, you know what, what you did here really made me feel upset. And then typically, you know, another, you know, the other person might be apt to be like, well, you don't get to feel that upset. Now I'm upset. And then it's that, 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 that back and forth. Yeah. And if the response instead of you made me feel upset was, well, the reason I acted that way was because of this. And then they go, okay, well, now that I understand that I'm less upset, but I do feel this way about, you know, like, and then that ends up becoming more progressive, but like, no one wants to do that. Not no one, but like, that's difficult to do is what I mean to say, because your ego gets in the way. And I like, I think that is the ultimate test of, of being a human is trying to get that complete honesty out. I don't think it's an achievable goal, but I think that the less, the lesson that we're supposed to learn with our souls in a human vessel is that that goal is a noble one to pursue at all times and that our decisions should be made with that end game in mind as much as possible. Fortunately, like I think one of the best quotes about communication comes from shamed comedian Louis CK in his show where he said, um, you're, you're not allowed to tell somebody they're wrong. If you upset somebody, you're not allowed to tell somebody that they're wrong about yeah. it. So you have to figure out why and what happened and what, where, where, the, where the communication was broken down. That's one of those things that I have, a, I have a mixed feeling on that because on the one hand, I think it's true. If someone says you hurt my feelings, it behooves you to investigate why that is. Yeah. But I think that there are situations where you investigate it and you go, your feelings being hurt by this are completely unreasonable and it's a you problem, not a me problem. But yeah, that, I mean, it's kind that of like can only happen after the investigation and you have to be open to that investigation. Because I've That's dealt with people that have been upset with me for a number of things. But these are people that have been known to have bouts of, uh, you know, where you can't talk to them. You can't like you're yeah. talking to a wall. And it's hard because like it's obviously something that you know, there's a, there's a connection up in the brain that ha- isn't synapsing. Mm-hmm. And I can tell when it happens. And it's just like, I, I know you're upset. Well, we need to like take a few beats, sleep on it. And my favorite thing to do, by the way, oh, is, always sleep on it. is never, and I, I used to get in trouble with this all the time because I'm a very impulsive person and it would get me in trouble at work. And in my personal life, I would like just react to anything that would happen yeah. instead of taking a beat, taking a moment, digesting it and processing it. Or and like demand resolution thought. to someone yeah. else being upset. And it's like, that's just not, yeah, you can't do like, that. Like for that instance, I did it. I actually did that today. And let's, let's I'll use it. <laughs> I'll, use it, it yeah. I'll use it as a segue to get off of this heavy topic. We're a comedy podcast. Um, I did this today because I'm watching as I'm working today, I have our, our new favorite podcast, always sunny going on the tv in my office here and because they started a video rendition of their podcast when you play it on the spotify app Mm. it starts the video automatically and this is problem number one there's no choice to say i want the video version or the audio version only because the video version kind of distracts me a little bit to be honest i'm up there i never watch it i I don't listen to podcasts so i only listen to them so and so I'm playing it, and then uh, my buddy Joe came in to ask me a question about something, and I'm trying to pause it. I'm trying to pause it. It's not responding, and I know the remote works because it worked to get there. It worked when I eventually turned the TV off in anger because it just wouldn't pause. Mm-hmm. Because what Spotify is doing is not only are they not giving me the choice to play the video or not play the video, 
they're doing the opposite of every other streaming service where they just start playing it at full uh, rendering, like the mm -hmm. highest quality that you can have instead of like, like YouTube does it best. They'll start you at a low quality until the video downloads. Yeah. And then, and then they'll up bump to, up yeah. the resolution. So I'm just watching this thing glitch out, glitch out, glitch out. So then I, I re resolution with my buddy, Joe, I'm trying to go back to work. I put it back on and it's just not responding again. I'm like, I'm going to fucking lose it. So I go onto Twitter. <laughs> I go onto I go onto Twitter and I'm like, Spotify is going to get it today, but online. And I really, I think they're going to change their, their app now because I said <laughs> this to them. I don't know, man. If, if, if Neil Young couldn't get any sway with his little fit, I can't imagine they're going to listen to the hot property bottoms. <laughs> um, I said, at Spotify, your Roku app is so terrible that I would honestly rather eat shit while a rabid... <laughs> hang on. I would honestly rather eat shit while a rabid Wolverine nibbled the tip of my penis than ever use this app again. If you need front end developers that aren't toddlers, I could let me know. I can introduce you. Um, I feel like Spotify. I was might not really respond, proud of that, but a publisher might be like, "Sir, you've got a book in you." And we. I, I was really proud of the way that was written. So a little bit of good, a little bit of bad here. What we were just talking about. I, I mastered communication to an extent, but what I was using it for was not. I don't think. Yeah, would not be approved by the higher society. I will say that since you're communicating with a giant corporation, it's okay to to feel a little less guilt than than if you were yeah. doing it to oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. a friend. But yeah, it's or like uh, hey, at Ryan Reynolds, all of your movies suck, and you have one way to act. I'm tired of. It. I'm just kidding. I do love Ryan Reynolds. I do love Ryan Reynolds. He seems like a nice guy, but I he's much better than than his role choices uh, uh, would 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 determine. You know what's funny, dude on the plane to and from vegas everybody in my eyesight i felt i was in the matrix for a second oh, because was every, everybody watching free guy everybody was watching fucking free guy <laughs> that's like the i've never seen it but that to me reads as the ultimate watch on a plane movie yeah just to the like, point where i almost did but like i don't i at this I hear point it's really enjoyable i like i hear I, it's actually I've, pretty funny. Not, I've heard nothing but good thing or like yeah. good to okay um but but, like, i'm not expecting citizen kate i just you know like yeah. it's probably it's probably a very pretty distraction while you're on a plane i've seen that entire movie in uh non-chronological pieces and mm. also silent so yeah. like i can i can put together what happens the visuals look good but i was like i'm like because i had a connection in dallas back home and on both planes to dallas and to philadelphia everyone still watch a fucking free guy and i'm like it's, it's like it's like what the fuck a week two three flights Two of them a week apart from the first one, and everyone's still on this free guy kick. I mean, it's uh, honestly, if I was typically the like, what is in the in flight movies, it's usually like pretty slim pickings. And I, I feel like I could very easily press play on free guy. I, I was, mean, I did, I watched, uh, what was it? Yeah. Uh, uh, what was that? The there was a new like King Arthur movie with a kid that was directed by the guy who did Attack the Block. Oh, what the fuck oh, yeah. is that called? It was a kid in King Arthur's court with it Martin wasn't a Lawrence. Kid. No, 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 no. That's Black Knight. I'm mixing, I'm mixing a lot and of movies. And you're thinking, together. yeah, you're thinking of the one with Thomas Ian Nicholas of Rookie it's, of the Year. It's a, it's a kid in King Arthur's Angels in the Outfield starring Martin Lawrence. It's going to kill me till I know it is. And Either Danny way, Glover. it's a movie that I never would have thought to press play on. And then I watched it on a plane. And I was like, that was fucking great. Same thing with the uh, the movie with, uh, what's her name, from Midsummer as a, as a wrestler. 
that Stephen Merchant oh, yeah, directed. Yeah. Fighting um, with my family. Fighting with family, yeah. That movie was incredible. And I never Florence, would have watched pew, 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 pew. I never would have watched that had it not been on a plane. And I'm so glad that I did because it, it was really excellent. I was about to boot up one of the Lord of the Rings movies. And then I like to, to Vegas, it's like five and a half hour flight. Mm. And so I was like, man, this would be perfect for a long flight like this. Yeah. And then I was like, but then after it's over, I still have an hour and a half to like yeah. sit with my thoughts and i'm like i then don't want i don't want to watch two lord of the rings movies because then i'll just be tired the rest of the day yeah. um but i remember one time i was flying to visit my dad in texas and uh there was a layover in charlotte south carolina uh or north carolina i forget which one charlotte's in um but anyway so i the and I so the, the flight from charlotte to dallas is only an hour and a half Okay. And I just, and I, this is like the opposite kind of effect where like this movie I should have saved for my TV, but I, I booted up Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Oh, nice. That's a good one. And like, if, like I said, very short flight. So, like, by the time we're about to land, the movie's like not even, it's about halfway there. Or yeah. like, it's, it's about to hit the third act. And I'm like, fuck. I really want to finish this movie. Can we like do a lap? Like just fly around real quick? Cause I want to, I want to finish this shit. And then let's I was go, like, all right, you know North what? Carolina. I'm not staying for very long. I was like for Christmas. So it was like three days and I'll be, I'll finish it up on the flight back. Yeah. On the flight back in, in that three days, they took it off the offerings. And I'm like, fuck. So the first thing I did when I landed was fucking order pizza. And I, I restarted the whole movie. I was like, let's just fucking get, because that movie is fucking great yeah that's the right move i mean that's yeah. like that's a killer movie when i when i flew back from europe because it was like seven and a half hours i was like all right i am going to i'm gonna because i always bring my ipad and i download a bunch of movies like you know on netflix you do like the downloads that you have them and uh on the way back i was like all right i'm gonna revisit jackie brown because i haven't watched that in forever and that's like a good three hours that's and like the Dark Horse Tarantino film. Dude, it actually, it's like top tier Tarantino. I, I watching it, that's how I was like, plus it's got, Rab, it's got Robert Forster in it, and I love Robert Forster. And um, then I watched The Aviator, because I hadn't seen it, and it was also three hours. And that was one of those movies where I was watching it, and then there's just multiple plane crashes where I was like hiding my screen from other people so that I don't distress Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> always the worst. Like, I put on some, I put on The Void, which is like a, an extreme goopy violent horror movie that i was like watching on the way back from chicago where robert forster's from and that whole flight i was watching just like hunched over like this i was like if some kid looks over my shoulder and this guy's like dick is melting on screen i'm gonna get in trouble but i gotta know what happens and yeah there there was one time i was on a plane and i don't know how this made the cut man the movie the gray oh yeah has one of the most viscerally filmed and like realistic plane crashes at the beginning. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, how the fuck did this make it on? Because like, I feel like yeah, if airlines have a responsibility to not put movies in the queue that have plane crashes or like multiple plane crashes or like the most visceral, like I said, the most visceral fucking plane crash I've ever seen filmed. That said, I feel like if I'm ever going to watch Castaway again, it's probably going to be on a plane. Like, that's a great plane movie, yeah, except for the, the plane, plane crash too. at the beginning. Another movie I saw on that roster was Flight, where Denzel <laughs> Washington gets hammered and then turns a plane upside down, and the rest mm -hmm. of it is like him being court-martialed or something. Never seen that one. 
Never seen it. I've seen the clips on yeah on videos and shit, but it's like we've got it's, flight, you know what you know what's funny Sully. we've got the entire yeah. first season of lost we've got every movie about 9-11 you can think of con air turbulence yeah united 93 air force World one Center. Air Fo- that one i totally watch on a plane i would totally watch on a plane get off my get plane. off my plane and the bad guys are russian so like that's appropriate for oh, right yeah. now Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're going to, we're about to enter a new era. Cause like we change our bad guys depending on who the bad guys are. And we're going to go right back to the eighties era of Russia. Dude, I can't guys. wait. I can't fucking wait. And you know what's yeah, fucked? Man. So I Rocky four, so, two, well, Rocky four, three, actually, you know, what's fucked up is that. Uh, I think I could, I think I could talk about this. Uh, so my other project I'm working on angel protocol, where we mm-hmm. are using cryptocurrency to, to help charities, uh, finance their endeavors as long as they possibly can very cool so we are i'm gonna have our ceo on soon because nice. he knows more than i do um we're having a meeting this morning about how we can help the ukraine and how we can immediately like get emergency funds like through crypto over there and then we started talking about and then one guy brought up something that i didn't even think about and he was like well we can't really say that like i don't know we shouldn't really say that we are like we stand with the Ukraine because that means that 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 implies that we are, you know, helping fund the war effort, which we are not. We're helping fund humanitarian efforts and refugees. Uh, that's tough. Yeah. So, that and I was like, and I wanted to be like, no, man, fuck the Russians. Let's buy a nuke, slap our angel protocol logo on it and fucking send it <laughs> over there. I didn't I didn't say that, but I, it, it made me think about like. You know, yeah, because the people like obviously not all Russians are bad, and there are people in their that country that heavily disagree what's going on, and they're suffering uh, as well. And they're having they're doing some really really brave protesting, I will say, yeah. because to protest there is uh, is a much more it's dangerous illegal. thing than it is to protest here. That there was a there was a time where my my boss when I worked at a different place uh, was going to uh, Russia with his husband, and they had mm. just outlawed. Like, yeah, that can be homosexual. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And so I was like, guys, just fucking be careful. Like, don't risk anything in public. Like, don't like wait till you get like, don't even hold hands. Like, this is like, don't do anything. Yeah. Get your get your toe. I don't I can't run this department by myself. I need you to come back. And also, I care (laughs) about you. Also, also too, I'd like to avoid you getting into some horrifying pain. But uh, it was interesting to to, like the meeting because I was like, all right. Yeah, because, you know, if we we're essentially we don't want to fund one side so that's i was it was a really interesting thing to think about it's like my personal uh beliefs aside which is you know fucking just take out putin with the biggest bullet you can find um (laughs) that that has to like take a back seat when i have these meetings because it's like it's not uh i've never worked in the nonprofit world before so like i'm really trying to like not have the corporate America mentality where it's yeah, like yeah. us first, everybody else second. So it's 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 been an interesting day of like reassessing a lot of shit. And like it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, like reassessing the way that you communicate and the way that you your mind works and kind of reprogramming it to be the best possible the best it possibly can be. Uh, it's a valid so, and difficult yeah. endeavor to try and like dissolve the binaries that we hold. Because yeah. so few things I actually I would go ahead and say that short of binary code, nothing is binary. Yeah. There's not a single thing that is actually binary. Except and for one thing. You can always up, up, up. 
you can always hop on pop or you can avoid it but yeah there's no middle ground because once pops no. in the room oh we go you're hopping. you're hopping um, you'll be hopping mad do you want to talk about food yeah because i had something i had two, <laughs> i had two really novelty treats that uh, this is our 80 i think our 85th episode and we've mastered the segue yeah this is it this is, I, well i was gonna do a segue and so anyway i changed my whole life beliefs upside down you want to talk about food yeah how about these chips i had yeah um no i was gonna do a segue earlier but we were we were going too hot with some interesting stuff but uh have you had coca-cola's outer space flavored soda yet i never even heard of it and okay. i i'm the one i'm the one who researches articles about new food how did this how one, did chew boom fail me on this well, Jenna just showed up with a, a case of these little sodas. Um, I will, uh, it's space soda that, um, it's called Coca-Cola uh, Starlight. Starlight. Yep, here it is. It's a red tinted soda and it's being pitched as space flavored. And yeah. so I had it yesterday. It's pretty good. Um, it's Zero not- Zero sugar. Yes, it was a Coke Zero version. It's not that different. Like the, the flavor is different. But like, if you told me that if you didn't tell me it was Starlight and I couldn't see the color the color of it, I would just think you were giving me a really sweet Coca Cola. I, I it wouldn't occur to me that it was different. Um, it's not like it's not like you're like Coca Cola Blue, you know, like Pepsi Blue or yeah. whatever, where it's like a crazy difference. But it has it tastes like Coke, but with like a little bit of like a classic bubble gummy flavor, which is what I guess Space tastes like. I don't know what it was supposed to be. It was pretty good, but I'm not going to buy it again. I'll you want to hear how the Coca-Cola company describes it? Yes. And you tell me if they're correct. Okay. Starlight features a subtle cooling sensation that builds, capturing the feeling of a cold journey to space. The drink itself is close to the color of a Coca-Cola, but has a slightly reddish hue inspired by the light of the stars. I mean, it kind of just tasted like bubble gum to me. <laughs> I, I don't i don't know about all that um, i would love to see you in a fucking focus group <laughs> i'm not gonna lie to you i'm talking it about just tasted like bubble gum communication transparency here it tasted like yeah. fucking bubble gum and it was if good you say, it wasn't... if you say you like it you could have pizza <laughs> I'd be like all right well i mean I, I didn't dislike it it's inferior to regular coke of the novelty Coke flavors, I'd say that it's one of the more successful ones because it's yeah. such a subtle change. It's just a little bit sweeter, which since we're dealing in the world of Coke Zero, uh, the sweeter is is appreciated because that's you know somewhat less sweet than fully sugared Coke. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the flavor was like I, I it didn't it didn't knock me on my ass or anything, but you know I, I wasn't like Ugh, I just finished it like I would a regular Coke and then went back to drinking some seltz. So it, it wasn't bad. I, it's it's cool. I, I would recommend trying it. Um, we had the little I'm cans. Good. Yeah, it's it is what it is. My only other um, food news is that Jenna also showed up with a random bag of chips. Wrap um, snacks? No. Oh, Although man. personally, I think it could have used a, a dab of Migos. Uh, yeah. This one is uh, the the man on the cover is LeBron James, and this is a oh. Ruffles brand chips. It was flaming yeah. hot. Flaming hot cheddar and sour cream. I like a flaming hot Cheeto. I love a cheddar sour cream. So you love LeBron hot, James. I am indifferent about LeBron James. LeBron James. I, he seems he's very talented. That's all I. He got. was good in train wreck. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was. He was good in train wreck. He seems to be a good ball player. And for what it's worth, the new Space Jam, despite being a big piece of shit, was enjoyable. Um, but you know, he 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 seems like a nice enough dude. Um, 
I know I know nothing about basketball, and that's the that that. I used to talk shit on him on my old podcast for no reason except to do it. And I remember one time you were like, that kind of sounds ignorant. I was like, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> so, th- so thank you. For I, that I, believe, I believe you said it should have been him instead of Kobe. The, 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 that show ended long before Kobe. I know. Was. I was kidding. I was kidding. <laughs> but, um, but that's the kind of thing that I would <laughs> have thing. said. That's the first, kind of thing I would have said. Once I heard the news that Kobe died, the first text I got from Dan was, it should have been should have been LeBron. <laughs> no, no. But back in my comedy days, that's exactly the kind of thing I would have said to get a rise out of people. So I'm not going to put it past, past me to say such a thing. Sometimes, but, um, man, sometimes, man, you still toe that line. Because I'd be like, oh, RIP. Because Dan and I have this competition where oh, we yeah. try to text we'll try to be the first person to text you got to scoop the, the other person yeah. yeah and so Are you always, I, you I, can't, to... I can't even think of an example but i'll like say something like r.i.p kobe yeah. bryant and then dan will turn around and say something like it should have been lebron james yeah yeah, yeah. that's the whole that's the whole yeah. well like uh, when kobe died as i said that uh the joke that i made to all my friends was i used to be like kobe anytime i threw like a a crumpled up piece of trash into the trash can and got it in i'd be like kobe but now i only say it if i you know miss the trash can entirely and the trash hits the wall and then hits the ground bursts into flames killing everyone inside i say it every time i get into a helicopter yeah that'll work yeah. honestly and the, the, it, it makes the pilot it makes the pilot wildly uncomfortable <laughs> i'd be like i don't think i want to get it but um no but the lebron james flaming hot sour sour cream and cheddar chips were were quite delicious i very rec- yeah. I highly recommend them but i still prefer I prefer them over flame and hot, but I prefer regular cheddar and sour cream over flame and hot cheddar and sour cream. I feel cream, like so. the, the Frito Lay company is really like is, is Ruffles Frito Lay? Yeah. yeah. I guess if they're using flaming as the brand. Yeah. Yeah. They're just like, fuck man, we need a new recipe, man. We are really cold. Yeah. Let's get flaming hot. What do we got? <laughs> Honestly, they got to do something with wrap snacks because I was I was eating these and Jenna was Jenna tried it. She was like, "Oh, it's good." And I said, "You know what? I think it could use a dab of ranch. We yeah. need to get Migos on this." Well, that's have you tried the fucking flaming hot cool ranch? Uh, no, I've not. They're good, but boy, do they betray my butthole. Yeah, that'll happen. Um, fuck, I was gonna say. Oh, yeah, this what was we a, talking about before this. the flaming hot. Uh, cheddar sour cream chips that was a big roll of the dice because i spent most of last week in a state of horrible food poisoning oh yeah what the fuck are you doing dude so my tumbly is still a little nervous but um i'm I'm through the through the the thick of it like i feel fine i had a buffalo chicken sandwich today but um it's still like a little uh it's a little testy and so i was definitely rolling the dice but amidst that LeBron came through once again, and uh, it was a new legacy of flavor in my belly that day. It was quite tasty. I created a a drink on my last day in Vegas because I didn't have any work to do. Um, And somebody, one of the execs had come down. I guess they left her like a bunch of bottles in her room, like as a thank you for coming to the Cosmopolitan. And so she brought down like four bottles of wine and a bottle of rum. Ooh. And she was like, anyone who wants this can have them because I'm on a plane like right now. So obviously I took the bottle of rum and I went upstairs to my room after I was like dismissed for the day. And I was like, all right, time to get fucked up and walk around Las Vegas. How am I going to do that if I don't have any mixers? Well, Bob Bob last. 
No, not the, ah! that was gone. That was way that was gone well the before. The cantina's right there. That was like two days before. Oh, yeah, you could have gotten a cantina last, chicken. Yeah. No, this is better. You're gonna like this. Do you remember all the treats that I got? Yeah. From the dispensary. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, root beer? I, there, was a, there was a 25 milligram root beer. Yo, nice. That I mixed with rum. <laughs> nice. How do was you it? Know, do you want to know what I called it? <laughs> Wait, I'm going to try and guess. Uh, let's see. So it's rum and it's root beer with weed in it. You're never going to guess what I called it. I'm trying to come up with a pun based on yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. But it's the yeah, you're cold. I feel like that would be what I'd call a yoo-hoo mixed with rum, would be yoo-hoo-hoo in a bottle of rum. That's a good idea. Save it. Putting that one in the bank yeah. for later, the spank bank. Run them hopping on pop. So root beer, by the way, root beer is already a very strong flavor. Yeah. Um, but it does nothing. It doesn't even hold a candle to the disgusting weed flavor yeah. that is in the can. And like soda is the, the last frontier i think for uh edible items because they haven't figured it out yet yeah it still tastes rank and so i mixed so, it with bacardi rum i had an orange soda that was decent i mixed this root beer with bacardi rum and i called it party bacardi now a ukrainian air raid because <laughs> like because like that joke it is disgusting and inappropriate <laughs> i love it I love yeah. it. And delicious. And I, and I might die. <laughs> yeah. Yo, but how did that, so how did the, um, how did the, I know you were, you were unsure about the milligrams of uh, the root beer. How did that ultimately treat you? I kind of paced it throughout the day. Like I didn't put the full can in there. I like to like a happy. That's the most. Especially because I was mixing it with rum. Like I didn't want to fucking, you know, fall, like pass out in the streets of Vegas covered in my yeah. own vomit and get robbed uh yeah, that's, so that's Pauly shore shit right there i did like a halfy and then uh went out and got dinner gambled a little bit and then came back and drank the rest while because like my flight the next day was so early that like i had to call it an early night yeah, yeah, yeah so i just drank the rest of that at night while i was watching tv and then just drifted off into a sleep and then woke that's up the way to, to, to my to the first of my four alarms that i had set that's the other way to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you need to do that. Shit. Oh, that's cool. I'm glad that worked out. I, yeah. uh, yeah, the sodas, it's tough for them to cover the flavor, but, uh, some mixes work better than others. Like when I, I think it was an orange soda that I had in uh, Colorado and it was, it was tasty and it, it did the job. Definitely did the job. Um, do you want to hear some other stuff? Yeah. About food? <laughs> Man, these, these segues just get better and better as the episode goes on. Yeah, I'm into um, it. Let's do it. Uh, well, Pepsi also has a new uh, cola. It's called Nitro Pepsi. It's nitrogen infused cola. It's like it's like how they pull the nitro coffee or the nitro beer. Mm. Uh, but it's not doesn't really look that good. Um, and the the Qua has a new cherry blossom sparkling water flavor. Ooh, I'm into that. I like cherry. Wait, this is wait. Who was sorry? It was the tabs fielding a text from my mom. Who did the nitro again? My apologies. Pepsi. Pepsi. I mean, I I fuck with that. I had like an energy drink once that was nitrogenated, and it was it was real nice. 
Um, this is something that I sent you last week after we stopped recording because this was edited for time, but I feel like we need to talk about it. We do need to talk about it. Let me pull it up. Krispy Kreme Donuts introduces three new donuts made with Twix. And we were just talking the week prior about how we need Twix to be incorporated into more things. Yeah. Krispy Kreme heard our episode of the podcast, obviously. Mr. Kreme listened to, this, to that episode and said, I got you, boys. Here is three separate donuts made with Twix. You have the caramel cookie crunch bar donut. That's a lot of words. <laughs> caramel cookie crunch bar donut. Caramel cookie crunch bar donut filled with a Twix cookie bar. This is a bar-shaped donut, if you couldn't tell. Filled with chocolate cream and a full-size Twix bar. So this is a Twix bar that is essentially it's a fried Twix bar. Yeah, it's fried into a pastry. It's into a yeah. puff pastry as opposed to just which I am all about. Yeah, like, this is not a complete. I'm totally into this. When I saw this, I was like, where is the nearest Krispy Kreme? And it wasn't a distance that I was like willing to go. Um, uh, The next one is the Caramel Cookie Crunch Original Filled Donut topped with Twix cookie bar pieces. This is like this, the classic circular donut mm, with caramel. Yeah. I'm like, I'm about to hop on pop too. Uh, Mini Caramel Cookie Donut topped with Twix cookie bar pieces. So really, it's just like, you know, if you love Twix, find a crisps geek cream. Yeah. Oh, man. These are these pictures. This picture is amazing. And I love that in the picture at the top of the uh, Chew Boom article, it does appear as if these donuts are being served in an inverted Frisbee, which. Oh, yeah, it does. I, I know that's not what they're going for, but as someone who enjoys Frisbee, I appreciate it. That's how I ate my chili. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's the thing is like, it's, a, right? it's a dangerous dance but it's delicious my owner feeds me out of a frisbee that way i know to catch it when they throw it it's just yeah. part of my training jenna's trained you well yeah um i'm still not past using bathroom pads on the carpet though but are you, you near an, are you near an ihop um yeah it's like center city area so like i could get to one uh, in 20 minutes but i also it's gonna take a miracle to to inspire me to do so would you, what if I were to tell you if you went there today, you could have a free short stack of buttermilk pancakes? I mean, one, I have pancake mix in my <laughs> my cupboard right now. And two, I am currently on a fasting diet and I'm done eating for the day. Oh, so shit. I'm I'm pretty good. And also like yeah, I, I hope I, sucks. <laughs> for being for being like the titular pancake place, they they they're not like that. They're not great. I'd rather go to a diner and get their pancakes. Yeah, for real. Like I hop, got to get it together, dude. Yeah. Fucking up. Um, so about a year ago, I had mentioned this ice cream. It's coming back. We missed the train last time, but we got to get on it this time. Okay. On March 21st, mark your calendar. Jenny's announces the return of everything bagel ice cream. Ooh. Is this something that will be available on store shelves nationwide, or is this something? Well, it's a special order. It'll be available to purchase at Jenny's Scoop Shops, which I don't even know if there is one in the Never heard of area. It. It's probably one in New York City or Jenny's.com. Okay, so I can get it online. Yeah. It's um, going to be like this, the mac and cheese ice cream, though, where I can't fucking. Probably. Like, I can't do um, it. Everything Bagel Ice Cream features cream cheese ice cream with a sesame, poppy seed, onion, and garlic streusel for a savory and sweet ice cream experience. You know, you you said that with like a coy look on your face. I think that just sounds I just never thought I would say delicious. I never thought I would say garlic streusel. Onion streusel. Yeah, <laughs> sesame poppy seed onion and garlic streusel. 
But you know what though? I I I am into it. Like, I'm I have, in. Um, yeah, Sign I me up for good. two. I've had a I've had a uh, a everything bagel with cream cheese on it. I've also had an everything bagel with jelly on it, and I've also had an everything bagel sandwich style with cream cheese and jelly. So the mixture, excuse me, of sweet and savory there is not is not that off the wall. I'm into it. I uh, yeah. So let's try to get one. Let's try to nail yeah. March twenty first. Um, this article concerns me. Because it has one thing that I thought was dead. And they're putting something in their restaurant that I would never eat at this restaurant. Okay. Do you remember that wh- when I say the word <laughs> like, Quiznos? Do you remember Brian Dennehy? <laughs> when I say the word Quiznos, what do you think of? <laughs> when I, I honestly, I, I loved Quiznos. I used to get a sandwich there back when I was a vegan. They made a really great vegan sandwich that I enjoyed. Um, I, I liked Quiznos. You know, Subway can kick rocks, but uh, so, Quiznos is good. I, I enjoyed them, but I don't. I kind much. of agree with you. Yeah, and like when I was a college kid, and like I was fucking broke as hell, and yeah, in class bread. for fucking ten hours a day, ran it a, four, the a four dollar sandwich through the convection yeah. oven was fucking delicious, man. Oh yeah. However, I'm gonna pass on this one. What is Quiznos? It? Quiznos brings back the lobster classic sub and the Old Bay Lobster Club. I'm not fully off the boat yet. And I, I chose am. I chose boat because we're talking about seafood. Talking about I'm, lobster, a, I'm yeah. a genius, yeah. The lobster classic sub features lobster and seafood salad mix. And knowing sandwich shops, let's go ahead and test that one. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. With shredded lettuce on butter toasted Italian white bread with a lemon wedge garnish. So they're trying to do like their own lobster roll. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the club is the same thing pretty much with bacon. Um, now here's I something f- here's something funny. If any sandwich shop is going to pull off a lobster roll that isn't a lobster roll shop, I'm going to say that Quiznos is the one I trust most, but I'm not quite there. I don't don't know, man. Pop Belly. I don't think I've ever... Maybe I've had one Pop Belly sandwich. Or Subway. (laughs) Absolutely not. No way on Subway. Um, Their loyalty program for Quiznos, I like the name this is very funny it's called they say additionally toasty points members can score an eight inch lobster sub for six dollars i want to be a toasty points member i want to be a toasty point toasty points <laughs> member i want to be a toasty points member oh doctor like there's some toasty points and those uh, toasty points you pay it with there we've got toasty points over here you're gonna if you keep doing that your your diary is gonna come back you're gonna shit yourself i'm gonna watch you in your screen just fly up like a rocket uh, i've got up into my ceiling in it <laughs> it smells like a bummy um all right this i save this one for last because it's two of your favorite things three of your favorite things because i know that you love lebron james <laughs> I know that you love shoes. And I know that you love Fruity Pebbles. Edible shoes? No. Uh, no. So I'm just going to send you this real quick so you can see what I'm looking at. Um, but this is uh, a new version of Fruity Pebbles called Magic Fruity Pebbles that are just red and yellow pebbles, but they turn the milk purple. Okay. <laughs> what do the shoes have to do with it? Um, 
this is another weird set of words that I have to get through. Oh, you were Pebble Cereal is teaming up with Nike and LeBron James for the creation of the new <laughs> Nike LeBron James 19 low Magic Fruity Pebble shoe. You weren't kidding about LeBron James being involved. Yeah. <laughs> Inspired by LeBron's favorite childhood cereal and collaboratively designed by Nike and Pebbles. <laughs> Nike and Pebbles sounds like the superhero team I don't want to look at. <laughs> I mean, I love Fruity Pebbles milk and it being purple. I'm totally into that. But I am going to I'm going to call bullshit that this was his childhood favorite cereal. I'm pretty sure that LeBron didn't go hunting down Fruity Pebbles. I'm pretty sure that they hunted him down and paid him a bunch of money to declare that it was his favorite. I mean, you never know, man. But Marshawn Lynch, the running back for the Seattle Seahawks and Oakland Raiders, uh, had he loved Skittles so much. He would eat a bag of Skittles before every game because his mom would give him a bag of Skittles before his like peewee games and his, yeah, like, his okay. school games. So it's, it's not, you know, and everyone loves Fruity Pebbles. It's not, yeah, that's true. That's it's true. not a big reach to say that basketball superstar LeBron James, when he was a kid, liked Fruity Pebbles. Yeah. But to say it was his favorite, I don't know. They might be a little bit embellished it there but you know whatever so this the shoe is interesting the new 19 lows which i'm sure if you're a sneakerhead that means something to you make use of photochromic dcs technology where the shoes airbag didn't know shoes had airbags yeah, uses the power of the sun's uv light to transition a completely clear air unit to a purple colorway whatever that I, means i don't, I don't know. know any i don't know, understand any part of that but after some research they change color in the sun they could have just said that yeah. Changes color like the milk. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not at that higher society yet. Can you please dumb things down for us? Also, why are we calling them sneakerheads? They go on your feet. That was a good joke. That was a really good joke. That's the little sign before you. Why do they call them sneakerheads? The other company that pissed me off this week was Facebook. Because every time I open Facebook, and I, which is very rarely now, I come back to 30 notifications, which I find weird because I'm not really on Facebook. Same. Uh, I'll tell you what the notifications are. Facebook is notifying me that Facebook is having a Facebook. Uh, they, they, just reached, they just introduced, like, you know, every neighborhood has, like, their own page. Yeah. Now they have a separate category on the bottom bar for neighborhoods. I get updates about that all the fucking time. Okay. I get updates for dating, which I haven't. I've never used Facebook dating. Yeah, I didn't even know they had a dating. And answer. every time I turn off, turn off this feature, turn off the notification, they find a way to say the same thing in a different notification. Yeah, yeah. So instead of like, hey, you matched with Dan, maybe you should talk to him. Or, by the way, I don't know how I matched with anybody, but what that's besides the point. Or, hey, and then like, I'll be like, don't show me this again. And then they'll say, hey, Dan matched with you. Should you talk to him? And I'm like, no. This is the yeah. same fucking thing I asked you not to talk to me about. Anyway, I hate when I when I when I get like an email from like a list and it's like click here to unsubscribe and then I click and it's like, would you like to unsubscribe from this type of email? And I'm like, fuck to the yes. And I hit it and then I continue to get emails and they're like, oh yeah, well you unsubscribed from marketing emails. What you didn't under what you didn't unsubscribe from was advertising emails. It's like. Motherfucker, that's the same goddamn thing. I don't want any of your fucking emails. And, oh, I get so mad. I will say this. Credit where it's due to Facebook. Facebook got me my lunch today. Um, 
I am a, it was one of those notifications. It was a it was chip like, in it. Well, it was like this person that you don't, that you don't follow or they posted in a group that you're also in. And it's just like a South Philly uh, food group that I never even, I don't even remember joining, but I'm, I'm happy to be in it. And it was just some guy saying, someone recently posted on here about a chicken cutlet sandwich that was good. Does anyone remember where it was from? And everybody just started heaping love upon this place called Dew's Deli, D-E-W, apostrophe S. Oh, Dew's yeah. Deli. I've heard and about this place. I had never even heard of it. It is a five-minute walk from my front door. And so I went there today, and it was fucking excellent. So shout out, Dew's Deli. And thank you to, to the Facebook algorithm for throwing that in my face. For one time ever, the algorithm gave me something that I wanted. But otherwise, it used Facebook to be called, can eat shit directly out of my asshole. It used to be called Jews Deli. I'm going to let you just handle this one by yourself. Um, because during World War II, they thought that <laughs> the Nazis would win, so they changed the name to Jews Deli. <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to leave you out to dry there but i figured yeah I you did though didn't you i might have already said some things i don't know so yeah. i just had to i had to pump the brakes you got to nip that in the bud while you can yeah anyway but yeah dude's deli was really really good and the lady who runs it was like just so crazy nice and was so excited that that a facebook group brought me to her front door also, it's not out of the realm of possibility for something to be called Jews Deli because it's a, it's like how many fucking a, yeah how many deli in New York yeah, yeah how many like Jewish delis do you see you just and, take off half of the word and then you get what I just said yeah and they're and typically like those delis kick ass yeah they're they're, they're the ones I seek out when you yeah. when you someone's very good at what they do seek Gotta out the honor. best seek oh, out yeah. the fucking best I'm not going to Maine for fried chicken. I'm not going to Louisiana for lobster. Although they probably have good lobster. In yeah, I'm not going to Subway for lobster. <laughs> I'm not going to Quiznos for lobster. <laughs> but yeah, no, dude, what was, I think it's, is it the 4th Street Deli? Or is yeah. it the 5th Street Deli in New York? Where afterwards they just hook you up with some motherfucking egg cream. I was like, where the hell am I? This is amazing. I just yeah, but it's, it's kind of a, oh, that smells terrible. It's kind of like an intimidating affair to go to a deli in New York, though, because it's you got to move very quickly. And like, if you don't know what you want when you get at the counter or yeah. at the wrong counter, oh, man, that can get out of hand really quick for somebody who has anxiety like me. Yeah, but, you know, that's uh, you learn and then you, you pop back in line, you get your food. I, I still think about one time years ago, I went up to New York and uh, we went to uh, I think it was the Fourth Street Deli and dined in and I had a uh, corned beef and coleslaw sandwich i love Russian. coleslaw on a sandwich it was a uh, dude i think about it all the time it was unfucking believable and like because it was a jewish deli i couldn't it like it didn't come with cheese on it and like to me a sandwich is not a sandwich without cheese i didn't care because it was that, that fucking like good. that song you wrote yeah a sandwich is not a sandwich without cheese dude it's i mean when i sing i try to sing the truth yeah but I, you know what? Maybe it's not the truth because I think about this sandwich all the time and it was just corned beef on rye, coleslaw, Russian dressing. That's it. It was so fucking good. Goddamn unbelievable. I now say. I'm fucking hungry. Thank God it's yeah. so much time to eat. Fuck, man. I'm fasting and I can't eat until like 10 tomorrow. Well, do your plugs and eat those. Fine. Ugh, you can find me at Dan Scully. In the club. Oh, Find me in the club 
at Dan Scully on the Twitter. Um, yeah, you can find me at Dan Scully on all the things. You can find my website at scullyvision.com. You should follow my other podcast at Movie Movie Cast. Just dropped the uh, Lethal Weapon 3 and 4. We're closing that arc. And um, uh, I, I will be appearing in an upcoming episode of Cinepunks. Uh, where we discuss the new Batman movie and mm. we relate it to the 1989 Batman. Um, and I'm looking forward to that. That's recording this Friday. I can't wait Friday. to see that shit. So you should see that pop up next week. And shout out to Cinepunks. Those guys are always the best. And uh, so I can't wait to talk to Josh and Liam about Batman. So yeah, keep an eye open for that as well. You should you should bring Cinnabuns. I should bring Cinnabuns. Yeah. <laughs> and just be like... What? I thought it was appropriate. Well, what's funny is that I'm pretty sure we're doing it over Zoom because one of the guys is currently in Chicago. So it'll just be me eating Cinnabons and laughing at the joke. Yeah. I love it. And that's that's like what dreams are made of. Yeah, man. Someone's texting me. My plugs are uh, fucking don't text me when I'm doing the podcast. Yes. Everyone, stop. Um, and follow my dog BB on Instagram. Uh, and that's been Hot Property. There you go at Hot Property Pod on all the things. And as and go, always, go see Batman. It rocks. As always, it's, it's got, got to be, to be good, good. And it's got, got to, to be, be good. Live. I'm gonna go hop on top. Hop that. Pod.